0: Here's a fun fact for you. 1946 through 1964 were a baby boom. And here's another fun fact. You're in the Doom Room. I'm Alex and I'm doomed. Greetings, future grandchildren. This is your
1: favorite family heirloom. Well, boom, boom. Welcome to the Doom Room. I'm
0: Justin and I'm doomed. I'm Pete. And we are going to be talking about Doom Patrol season two, episode three, Pain Patrol. Oh! As the team comes face to face with the source of those butterflies from the previous episode, also known as Red Jack, also known as Jack the Ripper. So we solved one mystery there. Yeah, which is pretty nice. Now, if you haven't watched the episode in a while, here's a brief bit of recap. Red Jack summons Niles and Larry and Rita go along for the ride. It becomes pretty bad as they turn into human butterflies and other things happen. Super gross. Uh, But ultimately, Niles goes through an evolution here. Once again, he is tempted by eternal life and has to refuse it for moral reasons. True hero of the show. I'm going to just keep doubling down on that. Over in other storylines, though, just to touch on those briefly, Cyborg is continuing his romance with Ronnie, uh, which hits its own snag. At the end of the episode And meanwhile, Mm. Cliff takes Jane On a road trip to go see Clara He really wants to give her a giraffe And it goes horribly, horribly wrong So, things not looking great For everybody at the end of this episode Particularly for Jane, who gets thrown In head jail by the end For not listening to everybody else In the underground So Justin, you were going to comment on how Niles Is the true hero of Doom Patrol Go Go
2: go F yourself by starting with that That's ridiculous (laughs)
1: I'll take it one step further. Niles is the hero, and Cliff's the villain. Oh come! That's on, where that's where we're at right now. You know,
2: Cliff. You know, didn't have anybody to be like, "Hey man, this isn't. You're not doing this right." You know, I appreciate what you're trying to do, but he's doing it for all the wrong
0: reasons. He didn't have. It was anybody. hard to watch. He had he Jane. He had Clara, Niles. He had...
2: Jane Jane was passed out, and uh, you some, know
0: he, some pretty friendly cops. Yeah. Really he friendly had cops. The police to tell him please don't do that. Yeah. That's <laughs> when they he started let him do to it. get it. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they do do it. Famously, police officers are like, I'm <laughs> gonna tell you, but I'm not gonna do anything further than that.
1: Right, yeah. Pete? They're yeah. like watchers in blue.
0: I always say, A cab, all cops are benevolent.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. The political well, nature I'm of this, gonna this even, Doom Patrol podcast is yeah. uh, no, out of you're control. Are
0: picking up this particular bait, Pete? That's interesting. <laughs> nope. What, nope. Uh, well, give a counterpoint then. You think... Cliff is the real hero of the show, and Niles is the villain. Is that what I'm getting here? Yes, exactly. Also,
2: I'd like to take it back to the
0: beginning. I mean, <laughs> uh, Pain Patrol,
2: the title, lets you know how this episode is going to go. I mean, this is there's a lot of rough moments to w- watch in this app. you know, a lot of stumbling. Uh, I tell you, the real stumbling. hero is Rita. That woman is, you know, uh, doing a lot. She's doing a lot, you know.
0: Now, Pete, if I remember correctly from one of our other podcasts, you worked as some sort of S&M sexual dog for a while. So how nope. how accurate yeah, was human sexual, human dog. sexual dog? So how Not accurate true. was this to that experience? I would not know, and
2: I do not like to be lumped into this weird place that you've put me.
0: <laughs> wow, well, hey, lumped in! I don't know you, man. You're wearing all black right now. You're basically bundled up to your beard. So that's right. It's cold. If there's one thing we learned in this episode,
1: it's you have to acknowledge and uh, acknowledge your past, Pete. And I think it's time that you did.
2: So in this episode, you know, time <laughs> again does not matter. We're way back in time, starting in London with the old Jack the Ripper. And it's interesting that Niles has no problem walking right up to this scary monster that is Jack the Ripper. and With that, a weird
0: hat. Yeah, well, I-, I do actually want to say time does matter. And in fact, they're laying out the timeline of Niles in particular over these past couple of episodes. We touched on it in season one when we saw him lost in the woods. But here we're delving it into more going backwards in time. But here we see kid Niles. So this is actually all starting to link up and fill in a lot of the pieces and the holes in his history here. So, yes. Going back to 1888 is a wild for a superhero show that's set in the late 2010s, maybe up to 2020 at this point. I don't remember when this one came out, but at the same time, it makes sense for Niles. He has been alive this long. He is a kid there. And to your point about the monster thing, that's the whole theme of the episode. Like, is he a monster or is he just drawn to monsters?
1: Well, and he, he like monster. you said, he's tempted. He's tempted by the thing he wants the most to keep living. Um, but he knows that he made mistakes, and he's trying to do better. I mean, that was I, the whole lesson of this episode. Dorothy, it, yeah, it,
2: that whole lesson, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a cool kind of way to have the scene kind of be in the background. That's a huger theme for the whole episode. And you know, Dorothy asks, uh, you know, about Cliff and why he's so angry. And, yeah, you can't say sorry, uh, you know, for uh, killing uh, somebody else's family so they can be this pawn in this uh, scheme that you're trying to do for yourself.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a really, as usual for the show, really nuanced lesson because a lot of them are like – Apologize, and you apologize at the end of the drama, and everybody hugs, and then you kind of move on and you forget about it the next episode. But here, really pushing these characters to not just say the right things, but do the right things at the same time, I now, think is really smart and
2: interesting. I I don't have kids, and so uh, when Dorothy, what what yeah. who are the, when, all the little people behind they? you? <laughs> okay, I'm. Who since... <laughs> but, but when Dorothy uh, broke Danny the brick, I was. So angry, just Mm -hmm. so angry angry at her for, I just, I mean, it went from being such a hilarious bit where Danny, the brick was playing hide and go seek, doing the old lampshade over the head. And, uh, the fact that, um,
1: she was so careless with that brick and broke it was just, Well, she got scared holding a brick, which is a thing that's, that's one of the harder things to break. Yeah. A brick.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh but she managed to That's do why it. we
1: build houses out of them rather than
0: lamps. Yeah, or children for that matter. I tried building a house out of children. One time, I, you know, yeah. from my time as a witch in the woods, right, well, That was right, the f- right.
1: the fourth little pig was mm-hmm. humans. <laughs> it was sti- straw, sticks, yeah. bricks,
0: and humans. <laughs> the wolf got up to that house and was like, "Oh, this is fucked up." Oh, fuck yeah! The wolf was like, "All right, dinner time, <laughs> bone mm. steaks for me."
2: Uh, all right, this is awful. Uh, well, but as you know, parents, these are you the like- these are
1: the nursery rhymes that you have to tell your kids: the four little pigs. Oh, my uh, God. Goldilocks and the human skin bowls. <laughs> this is really gross. What stories did you grow up hearing? I feel like these don't seem familiar to you, Pete? No. Yeah.
0: Did you ever hear the one about Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your skin?
1: Oh. Yeah. Oh. What about Hansel and the human centipede? <laughs> <laughs> you know
2: that one, right? This is not fun. This is not fun. Can we please... Uh, You know, uh, talk about anything. You didn't ask parents where you guys like, oh, classic kid move, the one thing they're not supposed to break
0: sure that I thought you were getting to did you look at that and be like oh no that time that you broke your children in half because no I haven't necessarily done that congratulations thank you very much um I did think it was fun I thought that was it's interesting to me that you're focusing on it this much and I'm not saying this is a knock to me this was more a plot movement than anything else because we do have whatever is going on with Danny in the background what do you mean the background like I couldn't get past once the
2: brick was broken i needed niles to like let us know that danny is going to be okay because he, i was, he was a to... mess after the brick was broken because nobody was letting us know if danny's completely dead or if there's any hope for danny
1: the street first off there's nothing like exposed brick in, in a home So like to see that brick Doubled the surface area That's like The the, the Doom Manor went up Shot up in value With all that exposed brick mm-hmm.
0: And think about it this Second. way Bricks are made of sand Right? So maybe they could Grind Danny down And make Danny the beach Wow
1: Ooh, that's cool I mean, the beach you Is guys the ultimate street You guys
0: weren't Concerned about
2: Danny at all You don't I'm think... not
1: concerned at all Because if you remember At the end of the episode Niles puts his magnifying glass And looks really closely At, at Danny the street Danny the Brick And he's (laughs) like What could I do here Besides look very closely At this brick And And then then he throws it away And starts Yeah He starts to draw A new body for Cliff I think Mm -hmm. is what we're getting Yeah Robot man 2.0 Yeah but
2: is Danny dead?
0: No
1: No What?
0: No How do you guys know that?
1: Uh, because it's a weird t- way to kill off a character that is very fun and loved. Right. To just be like, and also, he's also, a character dropped. that
0: was a sentient street that was changed into a brook- brick, I think they're going to be just fine. I'm okay. not too worried about that. I mean, because the chief looks pretty distraught. Yeah. It's a challenge for sure. Okay. What do you think yeah. about the fact that Cliff might get a new sleek, hot robot body? Cool and svelte for the summer Ready to play on Danny the Beach Ooh
1: Um, I think it's Well we had a couple of movements here um, To talk about the Niles-Cliff stuff Mm -hmm. Cliff coming in being just An absolute maniac Asshole at the top of the episode Just like and even Niles is like Hey dude you're so angry Get out of here with this, this isn't you know, you're not helping anything. Oh, so and I'm just sorry, exercising. just real,
2: real quick. If uh, somebody you knew uh, murdered your whole family, you would be cool with his breakfast, special breakfast time. You, would, you wouldn't. you uh... would
1: I, I guess I would. I'm saying being such an outright. I would try to deal with the situation. You would either leave if I had to and go be a robot man on my own space and time. Right. Or I would like try to be. Understanding of the situation and talk to Niles. Coming down every day and being an even worse asshole is not a workable solution here.
2: I mean, once you murder somebody's family, you got to expect. Like, hey, this person's going to be kind of an asshole to me. You got to respect
0: the breakfast time. I think that's <laughs> oh. the important lesson here yeah. is I understand there's a lot of stuff going on, but a man's breakfast is his breakfast. That's the first meal of the day. It's the most important meal of the day. It's not. It really sets you up for how the whole day is going to be. <laughs> so imagine you go down to an IHOP and suddenly everybody everybody from every family you've murdered comes down and starts yelling at you, Pete. You'd be pretty upset. You'd be like, I'm trying to eat my Rudy Tooty fresh and fruity here. Leave me alone, you know? <laughs>
2: I love the specifics, um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, you're way off on that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't order the Rudy Tutti Fresh and Fruity? Is that That's the detail right. that I missed? This, yeah, I would not. Yeah, Everything I, else right on the level.
2: Exactly, exactly. Okay.
1: Yeah. Right. Oh, famously, George Washington and King George had breakfast
0: um, every morning before they would go off and fight in the Revolutionary War. Yeah. They'd mm. say, well, see you later. Give each other a kiss on the lips or wooden teeth, if you will, with George Washington. Mm-hmm. And uh, then head off to battle You guys really know your history mm-hmm. That's right I've seen Hamilton That's one of the uh... That is
1: And King George and George Washington Faced off in a Mortal Kombat-like challenge When <laughs> um, George King or George Washington famously uh, Get overheard him And then tore out his spine
0: <laughs> Yeah and it all started, a lot of people don't know this about the Revolutionary War, the fact that they had the same name, right? Like King George, George Nobody Washington. Nobody talks about that.
1: Yeah. Come on. It was a it was a dispute. Yeah, they were about
0: to fight
2: and they were like, wait, your name's George? Is your mother George, named Martha?
0: Why'd you say that name? Yeah. <laughs> it's my name. Oh, it's my well, name too. Oh. Cool. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, Let's have <laughs> that's our breakfast, Yes. Yeah. Well, we haven't gotten too far afield. I agree with Justin about Cliff. I understand what you're saying, Pete, that yes, Cliff is in the right in terms of his emotions, but the oh, way right. that he is dealing with it is increasingly unhinged. And that comes out with also just... Walking up to Clara's door and being like, hey, I'm your dad. I got changed into a robot. That's why I've been gone for the past couple of decades is an insane thing to tell somebody. Right. And particularly after all this buildup, particularly after it was so sweet and gentle and calm in the last season where he really came to this realization of her life is better. To have a total reversal there and turn it to complete shit, as I think he owns up to at the end of the episode, yep. is is over the top. So I don't know if he's hit rock bottom at this point, but there's definitely, he's close to it. Like he is, yeah. he is at a low point here. Things are going wrong. Even worse than when the rat was in his head.
1: Wow. It feels like there's other bugs or rodents in his head, the way he was acting at Clara's. He was, that was wild. So like just not uh, in any world, something a person would do. Um, so that was hard to watch, I think, but on the Nile side, I think, you know, he's being tortured by red Jack. And one of the main ways that he's tortured is he's meant to feel like what it's like to be in a robot body. And I think that torture lets him into cliff's head. And I think that's what, uh, gets, inspires him to, in the end, try to help cliff with a new robot man body. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He finally gets to understand a little bit of how awful it is to kind of be a brain in a tin can that can't feel anything.
1: But I think if Cliff had been able to sort of uh, talk about his feelings and not just scream obscenities, maybe this understanding would have come a little uh, bit. Oh, sorry.
2: Once somebody says, I murdered your whole family, it's, you know, it's hard to work through that so you can get to a place Well,
0: I I hesitate uh, to keep bringing this up. Is it over breakfast or not? Because I feel like that's kind of an important element that needs to be addressed. that's, That's true.
1: Yeah. Address the breakfast.
0: Let's talk about Jane because she is kind of part of that storyline as well as people. Well, just real quick before we oh, move yeah, on, yeah. It.
1: I, one final thing on this. Um, that's why, like, just a little sort of life hack. Whenever you're in a fight, like late night at the bar, and like things are getting escalated, I always carry two eggs in my pocket. So if it starts to fists start to come out, quickly whip up an omelet. Fight over. Wow! Mm. Uh, Can't fight over breakfast. Do you carry a hot plate and stuff, or just heat yeah. it up on your own body? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) it's a little tricky. You have to get a little, you have to improvise. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm taking a candle and quickly shaking it up. Wow. Yeah. You know, the phrase
0: where they're like, the sidewalk's hot enough to cook an egg on it. And sometimes they're like, yo, that guy has abs uh, sharp enough to grate cheese on. You actually have the opposite. You have abs that are sharp enough to uh, cook an egg on and You should
1: watch of- my cooking show where I shred cheese off of <laughs> yoked dude's abs.
0: Uh, Yo cook Jack on the brothers. floor. <laughs> also, thank you for letting me go on long enough with that that I really dug a hole for myself. In terms yeah, of what that was nice. talking about. I,
1: well, uh, I think if there's nothing we take care of each other more is waiting till the <laughs> hole's finished before we pull you out of
2: it. I was thinking that uh, before you were about to fight, you would just be like, hey, wait. And then you would throw the egg in your face. And then be like, man, in the do other I... person's face. No, your your own face. And then be like, Man, do I have vegan my face? And then you would laugh. Mm. And then the other egg you would make the breakfast. But uh, that's all right. very nice. I but think, I think that would
0: get me it, punched. It is a fair technique to pull out two eggs and just crunch them in your hands because <laughs> that's confusing for people. It's very it's confusing to be like, What? Yeah. This guy I don't know if I'd fight that guy after that. Probably not. He's covered in egg. Yeah, it'd be gross. Ugh. No, thanks. Let's move over and, to Jane. Yes. She is dealing once again with the Underground, who is very unhappy with her, doesn't want her to be the primary anymore. And in fact, that seems to be what happens by the end of the episode. Um, what did you think about Jane's storyline, and particularly the fact that she made a decision to stick by Cliff, stick by the Doom Patrol, regardless of the consequences?
2: I mean, very emotional stuff with Jane. <laughs> I love the intervention. Uh the whole uh the driller bit was unbelievable, really funny. So creepy the rag doll just sitting in the background the whole time. Great use of the chainsaw nun. I mean, come
1: on. Um, yeah, chainsaw nun going to chainsaw. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, what are
2: we going to do? We got to chainsaw <laughs> nun. That's what we're going to do. So, mind your P's and Q's, but I really loved uh Jane's uh, saying yeah this is my family uh i think that these weirdos and me belong together i thought it was very emotional very touching uh and jane was the one that said to cliff like yeah bro you're you're really fucking this up you know <laughs> like yeah uh, you know yeah. stop and take a look at this and uh you know was able to get him to come down off off the roof
1: and shouts to um, Driller Bill, uh, Driller Bill's letter saying it's getting in my way of my drilling, and it's getting in the it's way of my, my billing. billing. yeah, <laughs> uh, I appreciate I mean, that.
2: First off, like the the it, like the giant paper that it was written on, and the handwriting and everything was just Driller Bill is uh, definitely uh, worked my way, you know, up on the charts, like uh, more and more enjoyable.
1: Uh, But let me also say um, in this segment here about Jane that she – you know, she – the rest of the underground wanted her first to just stop using the drugs and go back to normal. Exactly. But because she didn't do that, they raised their demands. We're like, look, you have to get out of this whole lifestyle with Mm -hmm. the Doom Patrol. Um, And she's like, I'll stop doing the drugs. And they're like, no. So she's clearly just let this go too far and is now paying the price of uh, maybe releasing – Miranda, I thought for sure the next episode was going to be titled Miranda Patrol.
2: Hmm, it might, it might be. I didn't look ahead. It, Let's see it's here. not. Oh, it's I...
1: Sex Patrol. Oh boy! Whoa. Oh,
0: I so not, instead like, of being we... Miranda, was... right, you're Miranda wrong.
1: Oh, that's a hundred percent. You're Miranda just like that. We're all Miranda. Wow.
0: Let's talk about Cyborg. He is still off in his own romantic drama of this episode, yeah. as we talked about the last episode, to the point Which that it's is filmed differently. It's People. hurting. It's yeah. it's it's hard to see him, like,
2: uh, far away from the team, and with no remorse, doesn't seem like he needs to check in. I mean, if you're going up against Jack the Ripper, you're going to need all hands on deck here. We could have really used, uh, you know, Vic in the mix.
1: Well, that's what I don't understand, is they're like – Niles and Rita are like, we gotta go. I was like, call someone. Cyborg <laughs> yeah. is a cell phone. He's reachable. Yeah. Like yeah. just text him. Yeah. Uh but they're like, nope, gotta go right now. I was like, he could take a break on this romance. It's not going well.
2: It's not going well. And can we talk about that? I mean, Uh, I guess, you know, she's very shy about the fact that uh, she worked for some kind of militia or something. This evil group, we kind of get the reveal in the email. But, I mean, a little disappointed in Vic just being, like, so black and white about it. Like, oh, you were in a black ops team. You know, like, come on, dude, you work with superheroes, you know, about like
0: people kind of. Well, I don't I don't know that that's necessarily what's happening at the end of the episode here. She sends him the information, but she also doesn't show up to their date. Right. Like, I almost feel like she was right there. She was right she there. Was he doesn't outside see her. The door. It doesn't count. Yeah, it doesn't count. The uh, I think deep. that's almost it, 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 the wait, wait, Alex, wait yeah. a second.
1: I think Pete needs to learn this lesson. Because famously, <laughs> Pete and I once spent his birthday together going to separate movies. Yeah, We favorite, met up and he was like, I'm going, to, time. I'm going to see a different movie than the one we were going to see. Yes. And I was shocked. And it, we he left separately because his movie was a different runtime. Yeah. That was it. We just literally said hello and stood in line briefly together. That was yeah. the birthday. And okay, I just want correct. to say, while Pete, we were close to each other in a building sense, in mm-hmm. a sort of larger uh, geographic sense, we weren't hanging out. And in that same way, this is not a date.
2: <laughs> no, because it was. Both people were there. It's you know. not, they weren't, You have to be talking,
1: you can't just be they in a to proximity. Me.
2: The, via email, she shared her big dark secret, and instead of maybe him taking a second, you know, and, uh, you know, like Cliff, like taking a second, think about what you're doing, he kind of storms away like he is all high and mighty whatever. You didn't hear her story.
1: I, Real quick question. What do you think sex is, Pete? If you're <laughs> saying they were on a date in different rooms, how's sex working for the old LePage Page?
0: I, I I don't have to answer this question. <laughs> well, okay. what about this question? You've been dating a girl for a couple of years now. Have you ever met her? <laughs> <laughs> the stuff with Cyborg and Roddy is very good. It is weird to me, like we've been talking about, that it is very much off in its own storyline. But I do think the actors are doing a good job of getting the emotion there. I did think the sex scene was really interesting from a superhero's perspective, just like – them trying to figure out what can we touch? How can we get sensation from each other? Because she's been horribly burned or scarred by whatever happened to her. He of course has a cyborg body. So them feeling this out, it gives it a different level and a more interesting superhero comic book level mm-hmm. than uh, what the material is, which is otherwise very straightforward.
1: Well, and he had the classic rescheduled therapy group session, email, um, pickup, mm-hmm. uh, Mine. Totally. Which really that was I think got that was
2: smooth. It. I thought it was Tuesdays, yeah. you know? Yeah.
1: Classic.
0: And it does also tie into the theme of the episode, which as Pete pointed out is right there on the title, which is Pain, slash, on uh, the other hand, you got pleasure. That's obviously what Red Jack is dealing with. He's dealing with both things at the same time. So that's what they're figuring out. So it does tie into the Overkill theme of the episode, even if it does feel like a different thing. But why don't we move over and talk? Wait, wait. About- yeah, yeah. Whoa. So
2: you said. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. You said uh you do you know what she was doing in her like picture there cuz we just saw a picture she looks like she no, was No part no of the
0: I'm just saying that like I think poor. the thrust of what we're supposed to know at this point is she did something messed up with the military or like you were saying militia yeah. or a splinter group or black ops in the past something that is either illegal or on the side of being illegal and Cyborg is bummed out about it, but I do suspect that whatever she is telling him, she's like, I'm telling you this to drive you away because I drive everybody away. And it'd be like, you yeah. can't drive me away. Cause I love you because mm-hmm. I've seen this plot before. Uh, not just literally wow. seen these episodes, but we've seen the way this thrust That's goes, happened so. to you
2: in your relationships before, so you know?
0: Absolutely. The large majority of my girlfriends that I have currently while I'm married are all on black ops teams. Right, yeah.
1: It's a great way to keep up from uh, messing up your marriage if they're uh, <laughs> Yeah, they're ops. like, listen, I
0: can't be with you. I did this messed up black ops stuff in my past. I'm like, I can't be with you because I'm married.
2: Uh, you know, but, I mean, it's one of those things where it's a picture. You know what I mean? Like, he gets all bent out of shape. He doesn't know the story. It could be one of those things where she stuck her head in one of those little holes and she didn't know it was on the other side of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> You know, where it was like pose for these pictures where you're, no, you're like you're in a what? whale body or
1: something. You bad that's through. your excuse. That's your excuse for everything. I wasn't there. I was sticking my I wasn't at that nautical fair. That's right. I was sticking my head through a cardboard. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that's so fun. <laughs> oh man, Listen, I'm, team, I'm late um, there's a lot of fucked up shit
0: we've had to do in the past but this is going to be the worst at all you Ronnie you're a regular looking person you're going to have a large looking body when you stick your head through there and you Travis when you stick your head through the hole right next to it you're going to have a skinny body it's going to be very funny let's take pictures good stuff <laughs> Great stuff. But I I think the the real
1: maybe the real lesson here is that um, Cyborg has to if the him seeing that picture was like oh my god she's killed a bunch of people in the past she's made mistakes his superhero morality is very black and white very like good guy bad guy and I think he as we saw in the last couple episodes when he met Ronnie it's about learning about the like people make mistakes and you can come back from you know doing something quote unquote evil. Uh, if you make a change, that's what Niall's struggling with, Cliff, everybody. So it, while they did, Cliff, the Cyborg story is a separate story, it does feel like thematically they are dealing with some of the similar similarities. And ideas.
2: maybe Dorothy is learning that she's a bad person, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: yeah, so that definitely what, ties into exactly you what are Justin like said. Cliff. You're being mean to Dorothy. Why do She don't, dropped she's scared.
2: fucking Danny.
1: You know what I mean? Can she we, was scared by a giant spider, you would be scared by even know, a small that spider. that is
2: not scary to her. That's her friend. She's been living with that giant spider
1: forever. You can't be you're scared saying, by the spider. you saying friends can't scare other friends? Because <laughs> I'm going to scare the shit out of you. And you're telling me it wouldn't affect you because we're friends?
2: I'm just saying, like, a normal person could be scared of a giant spider. But when your imaginary friend is a giant spider, you know what I mean? Like, we're playing hide and go seek. Hold the fuck on to Danny.
1: Well, I think if you have read the story at Goldilocks and the Three Hellraisers, you, there's a lot of lessons in there about um, how friends are there to help
0: you. Yeah.
1: And they can this, scare
0: you. Mm, this chair is made out of skin. This chair is also made out of skin. This chair was just right and made out of skin, said Goldilocks. <laughs> So speaking of which, why don't we turn and talk about the Red Jack storyline because we've brushed on it a couple of times. But Rita and Larry in particular are horribly tortured as they go through. here. Oh, ultimately so hard and to graphically watch. turned into human butterflies, as well as Niles, who has been tempted the entire time. Another great villain for the show right out of the comics. Yeah. Why books. do you like
2: Jack the Ripper so much, guy? Big fan. Just big fan of everything. His
0: work. Yeah. Great branding. That guy Mm -hmm. was ages ago. He still got it out on the streets. I keep trying to call myself Alex the Terror, and it doesn't, you know, catch on. Huh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, we could give it a shot.
0: Yeah, let's see what happens. Uh, What did you think about this storyline and uh, what it meant for Larry and Rita?
1: Um, Well, I... The, I really like the Rita sort of trajectory here. She's sort of building up the confidence for, to be a hero. And I this episode, we got to see her struggle through some a bunch of stuff and uh, then use her powers in a better way, even though she was being, like, irradiated by uh, Larry's hands uh, being unwrapped. And on top of that, we get these great flashbacks about Rita and Larry connecting back in 1966, which I thought were really sweet and a great break from all of the pain and torture going on in the rest of this episode.
0: Well, uh, all I was going to say was it also ties really nicely into Rita's overall arc and not that she's done, but it almost brings it to a close in a way because when she first got her powers or whatever you want to call them, there was that cameraman with one arm, right? That kind of threw her. So there's always been this thing that she's had with people who are different or look different. um, And, that comes through in the flashbacks with Larry as well, where she's really put off when she sees all of his scars. she tries to look at it, but yeah, is that was a weird far, moment like,
2: where she was like, "Hey, uh, why don't you open up that gift and uh, I'm just gonna watch as you change <laughs> like, well, hey, I don't hey, think Rita, it was exactly give him a like moment and oh, oh, she's staring there she's yeah. staring sitting there staring at him while he's taking off his stuff,
0: like uh, that's a little like, "Hey, Rita, give me a minute." I mean, that was not exactly what I was taking away from the scene. My point was that by the end, when she <laughs> saves Larry with no thought about the cost to herself, that does finally bring that to a close. She doesn't care what she looks like. She doesn't care what he looks like. All that she matters is the person inside. He is her friend and she wants to save him.
2: Yeah. Pete? I just, there. Were, you know, it's the touching, uh, you know, thing about like, you know, Uh, we, you, we can't both be hopelessly lost or without however nicely they worded it, you know, if there's somebody there, uh, to help. So it was, uh, it's nice that they're finally connecting. It's nice to see LT finally stop being a douche. Like, you know, their first meeting, he was kind of like very cold. Um, so it was nice to see them growing. But again, Rita's the one who's really kind of, um, Making huge strides as far as, like, her growth.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's funny that you, can, you can't you excuse Larry's uh, pain reaction of being, mm-hmm. like, a little cold. But you mm-hmm. can't excuse Cliff being a, a monster to a, a child.
2: Well, when you, you know, your whole family is murdered, you know what I mean? You get a little bit of a pass mm-hmm. for a little while.
0: Unless it's breakfast. The defense we've right. already established nope. unless also,
2: it's breakfast. We've, also breakfast included. Uh,
1: I want to shout out in, in the scene we're talking about the Rita Larry stuff. The great sound perspective work where we're switching in and out of Larry's sound and Rita's sound here. I thought it was such a smart just storytelling device that let us um, really be in both their heads in a scene that I feel like a lot of other shows would just play pretty straight.
0: Yeah. Any other moments from the episode you want to call out in particular Uh, while we're talking about Rita? I loved her delivery on Oh God Damn It. I think that's when the butterflies showed up. Very fun. Yeah. Uh, What else? What other moments jumped Um, out of
1: you? I loved I, – just a bunch of lines I loved. Uh, I played an Aviatrix in The Spy Who Could Fly. Mm-hmm. Just great stuff. Uh, I'm not a clown. I'm your father <laughs> from Cliff to Clara. Yeah. Just awful, embarrassing. I'm, another Larry and Rita line, Let's Be Lost Causes Together. Yeah, that should yeah. be, that's basically the motto of Doom Patrol. And then Red Jack, if you will not be my charge, you will be my chattel. What does that mean, to- by the way? Um. Cattle, yeah,
0: yeah, it's sort of it's like, like
1: you know. You ever have cottage cheese? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you nice. ever have cottage cheese? I, I have don't chattel like cottage cheese. Oh, well, like let me finish. On top.
0: Oh, go ahead. That's right. Yeah, the thin layer on top of cottage cheese. It's chattel. No, it's like it's your it's your meat. It's the uh, the cattle like. It, I don't know. I'm blanking on the exact definition. He's what
2: just is, gonna eat them. Is basically it's chatty.
0: It's chatty. Yeah, it's, chatty cattle. It's chatty. Yeah, cattle. Chatty cattle. It's gonna be. You're gonna be the material that I used. The meat that I used to make other things. Um, I mean. The yeah. Jack the Ripper stuff was
2: so intense, so creepy. The like the torture, like the people who are like chained up as the servants, like just screaming for the lives when we walk by them was so insane. And then just like mm-hmm. Jack there, like just Pushing in somebody's eyeballs as Niles comes over to him and he's like, "Oh, Niles, oh, great," you know, and then just like walking by two people playing the violin, I'm like, "Oh, somebody's going to get it." And he just pokes her, just gruesomely awful. Uh, and the fact that like he tastes pain and then asks Niles what the pain tasted like, and Niles immediately knew the answer. He was like, "It's ash," like just
1: yeah, a, a creepy attention and to then- detail. He seems to love it when he gets stabbed to death. Hmm. He did. Uh,
0: he got to burst uh, into butterflies, so that was pretty good. Oh, did you look it up Ch- too? Go ahead.
1: I did. Uh, will you want to say it? Um, no, it's an ahead. item of property other than real estate. Hmm. Hmm. Chatty cattle.
0: You will be my item of property other
1: than real estate. You wanted Danny the Brick, you could be sort of both real estate <laughs> and chattel oh, if man. you want to talk about that. <laughs> Uh, just watching this episode, one final thought here is, um, what what bugs come out when you guys cut yourself?
0: <laughs> Mostly worms for me.
2: Pete, what mm-hmm. about you?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, well, it depends on what kind of cut it is. You know what I mean? Um,
0: An emotional you know, cut. Yeah, you sometimes cut
2: sometimes it's uh, dragons and light. You know what I mean? Other dragons
0: times, and yeah, light?
2: Yeah. Neither of those are
0: bugs, but go ahead.
2: Yeah. But,
0: <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, wow, this is great. We're learning so much about each other this episode. Yeah.
1: Yep. I cut myself, and there's just one big ant in there.
0: He's like, <laughs> hello.
1: <laughs> Wearing a little oh, bowler
0: hat. Well, that's surprising. I was going to say, I, uh, you're probably an ant, but I guess that's a separate thing. I did yeah.
2: like Niles' move of, like, you know, uh, stealing his knife and then stabbing him with it. Mm-hmm. Pretty Anyways. badass.
0: Let's wrap up here with who is most doomed at this point, Pete, who's most doomed this episode
2: Danny the brick we he's dead. it's all over. It's just <laughs> fucking heartbreaking that nobody cares about it's Danny brick, the brick breaking, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And Justin, what about you? Who's most doomed this episode? I'm going to continue to say Cliff.
1: This guy's not getting better. He's only getting worse. Maybe a new body will have. Cliff is getting better. He took a little step back, sure, but he's getting better. I guess I'm not saying he won't get better. I'm just saying he's currently not getting better. Come on, man.
0: I feel like I've been saying this one a lot, but I'm going to throw it out to Jane, obviously. She's the cliffhanger here. She's in head jail now, so things are looking pretty bad Oh, head for her. jail's the worst. But also maybe Cyborg, because he's in the biggest trouble of all. He's in love. Oh, God. <laughs> and if you Get would like to here. support this podcast, <laughs> patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast on YouTube. Coming out, we would love to chat with you about Doom Patrol, iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Comic Book Live on Twitter, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast, and many more. And now, as usual, let's leave you with a piece of advice. advice from Pete LePage. <laughs>
2: Yes. Um, Kids can be dicks. Don't let them get to you. (laughs) Great.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that's good.